Howdy and what's up? This is the Long to a Fake Teams Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am Natty. He is Brandon. Happy New Year, I guess. Happy New Year. I don't know. 2022 is a stupid number, I think. I that I Those like are my teams. thoughts. You like to well, we're on the long two podcast, so that's cool. Exactly. Also, I like to sounds like something that your toddler daughter would have said. Um, I don't know, twenty twenty two. It seems stupid to me. That's a bad number. Well, glad to hear you're you're starting the year off on a positive note, Matt. Um, I definitely am. How are you? I'm upset students? about everything. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so this, we are having no focus team for this podcast. We're just going to talk about the challenge game from last week and then do some ads. Um, I hope everybody is recovered from the holidays and everybody is healthy. Everybody also has COVID. It's everywhere. It's all over the place. Brandon, it's so bad that this week, this coming, this upcoming fantasy week, has a team that is playing five games, which generally doesn't happen. No team is Mm -hmm. playing only two. So most teams are playing three or four. There's one team playing five. It's the Memphis Grizzlies, who we're about to talk about, which is amazing, but everyone on the team has COVID, except for, like, their top four dudes. Yeah. It's rough, man. It is. It is. It's it's musical chairs right now. Um just like to mention Luca, one rebound shy of a triple double in his first That's game right. back off a ten game absence. So uh, exciting right. to see him back. He led he led the Mavs past the Thunder. Um, so you know, a lot of guys out, a lot of guys coming back. Um, the CDC shortened the, shortened the guidelines down from ten to five True. days, so that that should you know, in theory allow guys to be able to come back a little bit sooner. Um, <coughs> but it's been a crazy few weeks, man. And you, in daily leagues, like we, we've said, it's, you know, it's, it's fun if you want to be more active in weekly leagues, it's tougher to do, but it, there's a level playing ground. So everyone's dealing with the same situation. Um, but it's been a fun fantasy season, I would say, all things being considered. And I'm thankful that we still have fantasy basketball. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Thank you to the guy upstairs for <laughs> making Adam Silver be like, I'm just going full, full Goodell. Like, we're going to play dudes you're never going to fucking see again. I don't care. Uh, where's ISO Joe? Yo, why isn't Vince Sanity coming back? I bet he's, he's in totally great shape. I bet he could play, man. Maybe, uh, but, you know, I don't know if guys want to at this point. Yeah, that's true, because COVID's everywhere. Um, the T-Dot up in Canada, they are playing empty arena. They went back to full no fans. Um, mm-hmm. It's like family of staff members can come, I think. I think there's like a 1,000-person max or something like that. But I didn't see anyone there when I watched uh, them dismantle the Knicks earlier today. Uh, by the way, it's Sunday night. Most of the games are over. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's good that they only had one postponement this past week, I think, 
one or two. Um, but that's also like, it's everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere, even with the small amount of testing that we actually do in this country. And in the NBA, there's much more of it, obviously. But uh, yeah, five days means that these guys are basically just going to miss one or two games for the most part. So it hopefully doesn't fuck you too bad in fantasy, but then, you know, it's like a team with an outbreak, like, okay, Memphis, they have five games. There's, if I had jaw or three J or Bane on my team, I'd, I'd at least ask myself like, well, do I think they're going to play all five of those games? If everybody else on your team has COVID and you don't, but you can't sit someone who has five games, especially someone who's good. I don't know what the yeah. answer is. Like, I'm I'm glad I don't have those guys on my team this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. My thing is, I, I I until I some see something that confirms um, the situation, I should be worried about. I'm going to just continue to play my best guys uh, until further notice. But I hear you. Says totally the guy who's churning through the waiver harder than anybody else in our main league. I think That's you maybe have like talent. double the moves. You just won the title last year. You don't have yeah. talent. I have a lot of guys that are out. Who doesn't, Brandon? I have, six, I have six guys right now, like starters. So, you know, I'm just picking up, picking up production where I can. Picked up Faku Kampazzo, saw that, loved it. Okay, yeah, challenge game. Lakers at Grizzlies uh, last Wednesday, the 29th. Um, Memphis ended up winning the game 104-99. to I was surprised by that, except then I remembered that the Lakers have cratered in the fourth more than a few times this season. But for three quarters, the Lakers were winning. So, you know... Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a surprise. LeBron gave his props to Ja after the game. Um, Memphis is comfortably in uh, fourth place in the West. They're, where are these numbers? They're 23 and 14. They're up by five games. The Lakers are now 18 and 19 as of Sunday. They're seventh in the West. Uh I'll let you take it away. I'll just say that, you know, I kind of liked watching this game, but it's aggravating watching the Lakers right now. Yeah, it, it's it's just, you know, it's LeBron doing everything. And um, Russell Westbrook had a triple-double in this one. But, you know, he didn't play especially well. He played okay. Um, but it's just he, he had a zero plus minus, I think, or was that LeBron? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Both of them. Uh, so you know, it's just LeBron doing everything. Um, you know, getting getting some some scoring from Malik Monk in this one. Um, but yeah. just you know, a lot of a lot of King James and Westbrook kind of chasing stats. Um, on the Memphis side, Ja went absolutely nuts in this one, 41, 10 point, uh, 41 points, 10 rebounds. Um, Desmond Bain, 20 points. He, he, he shot three for 10 from, from deep, but I felt like he was doing his job, you know, kind of facing yeah. the floor and continuing to kind of like play the role that he, he serves best with Ja there. 
Um, 3J didn't shoot very well, 5 for 14, but he had 15 points, and he played pretty well defensively. And um, Kyle Anderson. Uh, Hell yeah, uh, slow-mo, get real, to it. Yeah, he, he got some real minutes in this one. Um, wasn't a f- especially productive from a fantasy standpoint, but didn't play bad at all. Um, eight points, four rebounds, two assists. Uh, Dude, guarding you know. broad for a lot of the game, too. Yeah, so um, I thought it was a pretty good game, entertaining. You know, the like you said, the Lakers continue to kind of be frustrating. I'm not a Lakers fan, so I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, at, at a certain point, like, I don't know, my my hopes for the Lakers in this current state aren't really that high anymore. So I think that uh, if they don't make a big trade, I don't really expect them to, to, to you know, necessarily be a real front runner going into the playoffs. So I kind of ex- accept the Lakers as like a 500 team what they are right now um memphis is more exciting to me um memphis looks like they could really do some damage in a series um so i'm really interested to see where they fall in the standings as the year kind of continues to to shake out i mean memphis was down players too you know like that's why kyle anderson our fave slow-mo was playing um okay the Lakers had eight total free throw attempts in this game. Now, Anthony Davis wasn't playing, but again, the Lakers had eight total. The Grizzlies had 29 free throw attempts. In May 24. 29. Sorry? In May oh, 24. and they made 24. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, only three Lakers went to the free throw line. It was LeBron, Dwight Howard, and the Mad Monk, Malik. Um, Westbrook, like, missed a layup in the closing minutes. That was really important, but he also went two for four from three. Uh, you know, the the fact that, like, LeBron took 14 attempts from three, and he made eight of them, like, he's he was going to progress to being more of an outside threat in his career anyway, whether Westbrook was there or not. But if you're going to have Westbrook on your team, then LeBron is actually the one that needs to change. So he needs to accelerate his outside game to compensate for Westbrook's total seeming lack of it, even though he's been better than some other people this year. But LeBron almost won this game and the Lakers should have won this game. Mello went two for eleven from the floor. That's brutal. Yeah, that was that's that was really rough. He like one for eight going. for three for Mello. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like why? You know, like what are you talking about? It's a it's a Grizzlies team with like young players, and they're not missing as many dudes as you are. But like you're Carmelo Anthony, you're there to score two for eleven. You know, like shit. Make two more shots. It's, they lost 104-99. They lost by five, you know, and the free throw attempt difference was so extreme. Um, who else was bad? Oh, THT pff, didn't yeah. do a goddamn thing. Avery Bradley didn't do a goddamn thing. There's just all these dudes on this team that don't do a goddamn thing. I mean, Darren Collison is there now, and they're happy about it. Great. 
Yeah. Uh, Stan John, former Piston, because we're everywhere. We are all over the goddamn league, former Pistons. Um, but he was bad, too. Like, he played good defense, but, pff, like, that's what you're hoping for right now? Yeah, it's just it's just LeBron doing everything, and it's it's just kind of ridiculous. And Anthony Davis, it's just like, at some point, will he show up this season? Because uh, Russell Westbrook is clearly not going to be the guy that we thought he you know he could be to kind of take some of the load off LeBron. Dude, an outs AD outside of the bowl is not a good three point shooter. So, yeah. you know, whatever the monk shot got twenty points. Like, there's, I mean, there there are things there that can still make sense, but uh, they just look really really bad. Um, or not bad. They look mediocre, which is a hallmark of LeBron teams at this point in the season. Uh, Memphis, yeah. 3J doesn't look good since Ja came back. Um, he went four, he went 15, four and one in the game, but he was five for 14 from the floor. Uh, he's shooting under 40% for the last month. I mean, that's a slump, but like, you know, You'd like to see better. Bain, like you said, uh, didn't have a good shooting night, but got to the line five times. Um, let's see. There's, I mean, Ty's you Jones, could just say. Ty's Jones had seven. Assists. Oh, yes. Right. And he had like not a good scoring night, but he totally controlled the team and helped them win. Uh, yeah. Tyus Jones is great. He's a guy, he's like 3% rostered. He's a dude that could end up seeing a bunch of minutes on Memphis over the next week if all these other dudes are out. Uh, he played really well in, uh, in fantasy when Ja was out. Memphis looked younger, faster, better. The Lakers were slog, just lots of clanks. Um, I just didn't understand like the role that some play- Lakers players were in, whereas everything in on Memphis's side seemed proper and correct and planned uh aside from misses obviously so you know like it came down to maybe being a better coach team too but uh jaw's amazing like he won the game he just took over and it's a really exciting team but i don't i don't really know like what kind i mean you said like they're a trade away but like for what for who oh no i didn't say they're a trade away i just said i i I would expect them to make a trade because they need to do something bad. Uh, I mean, realistically, uh, what could the Lakers do at this point? They don't really, I mean, I guess they're trading like THT. um, But who cares? (laughs) You know, it's like, we're told that he's a good three and D dude or like a burgeoning all-star, but it's like, Okay, you had three good games and then stunk for five games, and then you had a couple of good games and then stunk. And like he has a big wingspan. Hillbilly Kobe, (laughs) right? Austin Reeves. (laughs) I think they have one draft pick that they can trade. I mean, there's just like not really a lot there, Um, and you wouldn't be getting much back if you traded Westbrook. They should just trade Braun. See what happens. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just not much you can do, but there will be buyouts and the Lakers will figure something out. But like for Memphis, if you're fourth in the West, 
and someone becomes available that fits your team, it's almost like, all right, well, what are we waiting for? Let's try, you know? Like, yeah, I agree. Why couldn't we? We're like an injury away from one other team to being like seriously dangerous. Um, the player that would be though, I think is maybe a little bit more difficult. Like, I don't know, Jeremy Grant that helps your defense, but maybe fucks up your offensive rhythm. Um, would you want Pascal Siakam? Yeah, I was going to say Siakam, maybe. Would you try to get Ben Simmons? Mm, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, there's a part of me which is like, this team is a year away. So, like, why rush it? You know, like, why give up pretty good asset? You know, if I'm trading away, like, Bane to try to get someone who's two times better than him, I want to be pretty sure about it. And I don't know if that dude's out there this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're just a good, fun team. They should just roll with it. Yeah. Don't do anything too drastic. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a challenge game? I, I do. Speaking of Pascal Siakam, the Spurs, <coughs> excuse me, the Spurs at the Raptors on Tuesday. Both of these teams are currently out of the playoffs, but they're, like, just on the cusp. It's a bunch of young players. Uh, There are players on both teams that we like. And I also am hoping for a uh, Thaddeus sighting from San Antonio (laughs) because uh, where Thaddeus – I mean, they haven't showcased him at all. So, like – it's it's hard to say. I mean, he's yeah. a $14 million contract. Everyone assumed, it, and it's an expiring contract, everyone assumed that when the Spurs took him back in that trade that they would end up trading him later, especially because he hasn't played for them a goddamn. So, yep. you know, I'd like to, I, I like that young. He was awesome for the Bulls last year. He's a fun player. He's a glue guy. He fits everywhere, except on a Spurs team that doesn't want to play him. Um, So I am curious to see what he can do. I hope we see some of him. But either way, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, who lit up the Knicks today, Uh, OG Ananobi, your boy, who I love. Him and Scotty together is just so great. They're, yeah. they're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good that's a good game. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to watching that one. So that's a good one. Nice pick. And then you know Spurs Dejounte Murray. I like Derek White. I don't know if you like Derek White. Uh, he's yeah. a pretty polarizing player. Um, Devin Vassell. They like the Spurs. Johnson. Like, yeah, Johnson. for sure. The Spurs could still make the playoffs. Like they're they're just a couple of games away. So, I don't know. They're like they're a team that could make a trade and maybe jump up. Hurdle. But anyway, we haven't seen either of them in a challenge game or as a focus team. So, two more teams notched off. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Sounds good. I like it. Challenge accepted. All right. Well, that's it for challenge game, unless you have any other thoughts. No, that's it. Let's get into the ads. Okay. Like I said, every team this week has at least three games scheduled, so there's no two-game duds. Um, I have a bunch of dudes, but why don't you start us off? Um, Okay, so I'm going to start off with – I think I've mentioned probably half of these guys, so uh, I'll give you a couple names and work my way down. As far as ownership. So at 40% owned um, Josh Hart. Ooh, yep. So Josh Hart is a guy that, you know, we've definitely mentioned a couple times. Um, He's been absolutely insane in the last few weeks. Uh, In the last two weeks, he's averaging 21 points per game, almost eight rebounds, almost six assists two steals, 2.33 pointers, and almost a whole block. Uh, Shooting 58% from the field, playing 38 minutes a game. That 58 from the field is so sexy. Like, that's just, ugh. He's he's in the last last two weeks, he's also had three double-doubles. So if your league counts double-doubles, you're even getting that bonus. He was one assist shy of a triple-double on New Year's Day. Um, he's been absolutely incredible. He's a must-own. He's still under 40% owned. Um, yeah. He is a must-own. Um, and then the other guy who's kind of owned in that same percentage area, um, and then I'll, I'll let you talk about, you know, respond. Uh, Kevin Love, 35%. <laughs> he has yep. been absolutely blistering. Um, he's top 100 on the year in basic. Yeah, he's 23 points, nine rebounds, four and a half three-pointers per game over the last two weeks. Um, it's crazy. Just absolutely incredible. Th- almost three it's assists. Um, yeah. No, only one turnover a game. Uh, you know, just just absolutely vintage, vintage Kevin Love. And Dude, the playing like a guy that it, every team would want in the NBA. In, in in under 25 minutes a game. So, he, you know, yeah. you don't have to worry about him breaking down the workload being too much. He's clearly – he knows his role on that team. Um, but he's just been incredible. So those are two guys that are that are both owned under 40%. Um, and I just don't understand why they are. I would pick them both up in pretty much any league right now. I mean, I know why Caleb isn't rostered, and that's because everyone has a bad taste in their mouth and they don't believe it, and no one's watching Cavaliers games. Like, no one is seeing it, you know? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, his resurgence, his his renaissance is fucking amazing. Yeah. We've talked about it for at least, what, three weeks? Four weeks, maybe? Dude, he's playing so well that, like, the Cleveland front office has to sort of be like, well, shit. Should we trade him? Yeah. I, you know, we're like in fifth place. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's absolutely batshit insane. I he should be at least fifty percent rostered for sure. Josh Hart, meanwhile, is sixth in total rebounds for the guard position. Out of all the guards in basketball, he is the mm-hmm. sixth 
most total rebounds on the season. That is fantasy production. I will take that. That is a good player on a bad team and a great situation to a mass volume. Uh, the Pelicans suck, um, but he doesn't. Him and my ad, my first ad for the week, Mr. Herbert Jones. Yeah, Herbert's been really good. On the wing for the Pelicans, a team, again, that fucking sucks. Uh, Big Herb, over the last month, averaging 11-4-2 with over a block per game. We'll talk about that in a second. And a three-pointer made. Uh, He had a big game against the Cavaliers last week, had 26 points against them. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a top 100 player in basic on the season, which surprised me. But it's because of the blocks. So we he's a, a small forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, so total blocks, he has 34, which is the same as Joel Embiid. And Herb Jones is a fucking wing. Uh, he's, a du- he's a rookie, first of all, everybody. He is a rookie. Um, I, he's 6% rostered. I would be picking him up everywhere, especially in dynasty leagues. Uh, he, I think he's played the second most total minutes for the Pelicans over the past month. Um, you know, the only threat I think to his playing time is Zion coming back. And I haven't heard anything about when or if that's even happening. And even if it did, the Pelicans suck ass. Like I just said, so you should want to give your rookies as much uh, play as you can, as they can handle. And again, and, top and 100 guys, player Zion, on the season. Yeah. Zion can play with anybody. He, these guys can play together. That's yeah, Herb problem. Jones can play with anybody, yeah, I guess. Exactly. No, I you love know? Herb Jones. I picked him up this week. Um, he's. Uh, I'm actually you know, happy to play him against your brother this week uh sure yeah he's been he got you 26 points against cleveland like that out of nowhere he's been really really good um and he's been producing across the board (laughs) and like you said with points rebounds assists and defensive stats so and he wasn't known as a score like he's a defensive dude so if he can end up actually averaging over a three a game then that's uh sensational that's that's gravy icing on your cake mashed potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> or, or your biscuit cake, whatever. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, all right. So, yeah, Herb Jones, I was just looking at his, because I didn't realize how many blocks he had for the whole season. He's great. Super yeah. cool dude. Um, all right. I'll give you another guy. Who has been who surprised me when I was looking at their uh, total volume stats? Mr. Cam Johnson on your Phoenix Suns, thirteen percent mm-hmm. rostered over the past month, averaging fourteen five and one over a steal per game, over three three pointers made per game. He has been top forty for the past month on the season. He's twenty fifth in total three-pointers made. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but it is the mark of a dude that gets minutes who can sink long shots efficiently, and that's Cam Johnson. Like, he's made, like, over 
two, three-pointers made for like 15 games or something crazy. He's in the perfect spot on the perfect team that needs a yeah. dude like him. Um, he's a, you he's know, a absences. true 3 and D. I mean, he's a legit 3 and D. Dude, he's really tall. Him and Mikhail Bridges is crazy yeah. together. Like, mm-hmm. that's so unfair, really. Um, and we haven't really heard a goddamn thing about Cam this whole year, you know? Well, he came in. He came into the league as like an older rookie because he played in college for I think four years, and um, but just a real polished like three and D, like six eight guy who can like just hit that corner three all day um, at a high clip. It just kind of reminds me a lot of like a young Danny Green. Sure. And so. I mean the fact that these sons who are already rich might have gotten even richer with another dude you can depend on. I mean, sinking that many uh, long shots is amazing for a young player. Especially for a team like the Suns, who are like, we can't fuck around too much. Like, we're expecting to at least get back to the Western Conference Finals. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's doing it under immense pressure. The Suns just... I hate it because their owner sucks, but they look like such a well-run team right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Especially yeah. since when they hired James Jones, like the first thing he did was like do a favor for his buddy, Braun, you know? Hey man, everyone does a favor for Braun. Eventually that's true. Okay. Uh, give um, us some more ads. All right. So I'll get you with a couple more names. Um, 25% owned. Guy that, you know, long been a, a guy on my team, uh, Daniel Gafford. He's um, mm. he's starting to heat up a little bit as of late. He's He's, he's been available, which is, your, you know, your best yeah. ability is availability right now. Um, in the last two weeks, he's averaging almost 13 points a game, eight and a half rebounds, one and a half blocks, shooting 72% from the floor. Um, yes. So, you know, and 78% from the free throw line. So um, really, really efficient, um, still continuing to give you, you know, the blocks have kind of cooled a little bit, but he's still at a, producing at an above average clip there at one and a half a game. So that's a guy at 25% that I, that I really like. Um, and then Kobe White at 14% has stepped in. You know, I, I, would, I would suspect that it looks like Lonzo's coming back. Um, but Kobe White has kind of shown that he, he could – he could kind of hold things down in Lonzo's absence and he played really well. So I would expect for Kobe to kind of maintain somewhat of a role, even with, uh, even as the bulls kind of get some of their guys back. But, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he was really productive. Um, even had a double, double 12 assists on the 29th against Atlanta. He had 20 points in his last game against Washington, five assists and a steal. And he looks nice with the chosen man. Like, yeah. 14%. Got up in his armpit after both of those uh, game-winning threes, just hugging him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've said all year that the Bulls, one thing we, we wondered about the Bulls was, you know, their depth. And, you know, Kobe, yeah. if he can kind of play that role. We both liked, like you said, we both liked him a lot. We talked about him last week. We both liked him a lot coming out of college. Six six point guard. You know, remind you of anyone else? Lonzo Ball, six six point guard. Um, so, you know, it looks like he's going to fit what they're doing here. And 
if he can kind of just like step in and be like you know the the the, the solid backup combo guard behind Lonzo and and the chosen and and uh, Levine, then he could really you know probably still give you double digit points and, and a handful of assists. There's just like all these point guards all over the league, and the Lakers have none of them. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, speaking of, well, I'll say that after this. Uh, Kobe White becoming a solid rotation player is big news for Chicago, either as a trade asset or to continue going with the team they have. Um, the Bulls look good. The Bulls look really, really fucking good. Uh, and, I mean, a guy like Kobe, who is still young, I mean, this is, what, his third year? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, the team itself wants to be able to see what he can do. That's a great pickup, uh, and totally love him. Um, oh, speaking of Lakers, not point guards... Rajon Rondo is being traded to Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers to take over for Ricky Rubio, who is now out for the season. Brandon, would you pick up Rajon Rondo? Um, I might take a speculative flyer on Rondo based on that news. Losing Rubio, that that crushes them. I don't know if Rondo can fill that void, um, unfortunately. Right. Well, here's the thing. Like, Rondo's looked like trash, um, but we've also seen Rondo be trash and then turn it on. And the Cavs are a playoff team, so it's not like he's going uh, to Orlando or Detroit or something. But I could also see a world in which Kevin Love sort of gets a bunch of Rubio's uh, possible assists. You know? Like, there's a world where he inherits more of those minutes and shots. Not that Rubio was a scorer, but it's like love can run an offense and he's a great passer. Um, Rondo is a guy who, if he's given minutes and given a role and responds to it is one of the best assists guys in the entire league. So he's in COVID right now, COVID protocols. You don't need to pick him up, but you should keep your eye on him. He's not rostered at all. If he does get Rubio's minutes and he responds well, then all of a sudden you have a dude that can maybe average like six or seven assists per game. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally hear you, and I, I like that that speculative play. I think I do in a deep. In a, if I have a spot for Rondo, I, I, I'm why not? And you know, like if you don't have a spot, then don't pick up a dude who's going to be in COVID protocols for at least five days. But you know, just keep it on your radar. Also, yeah. I wanted to mention this: there are, as I looked earlier today, there are 19 players who are out in fantasy basketball who are at least 90 percent rostered. There are 65 total players that are at least 90% rostered in the SPN leagues. So, like, around 29% of the dudes that are rostered by everybody are out. That's how fucking bad things are right now. I meant to say that at the beginning of the show. Uh, Okay, love both of those. Um, Omer, you're at seven. Yep. Did you pick him up in our league? 
Uh, I think he's eight percent rostered. Pick him up at one point. Yeah. Okay, so he's the starting center for the Miami Heat right now because the guy who replaced Bam Adebayo is now also out. So he gets all of the front court minutes. Over the past two weeks, he's averaging 9-13-1 with a steal per game and a block per game. Four uh, consecutive double-doubles. Dude, like, this guy could maybe end up on a stock report in the future. He's yeah. a consistent dub dub threat at the very least and neither bam nor Dwayne deadman are due back anytime soon i think your sevens value could i mean after another week of games maybe he's like 50 percent rostered something crazy like that um because the heat now are just like they changed how they play like your seven doesn't have the same skill set as bam obviously and he doesn't but play he's the same. Like as... fourteen rebounds a game, like you said. So it's right, just... it's him and four shooters now, and like Kyle Lowry's yeah. out too. But like Jimmy Buckets is back. Uh, anyway, he I, he's a dude I would add immediately because yeah, just of yeah. the opportunity right there. Mm-hmm. Um, four consecutive double doubles. Last his yeah, last game he had twenty two points and sixteen rebounds. For sure, that it's amazing. He. Today, I think he went like 26 and 12 or something. Uh, He's a dude you just, these guys fall out of nowhere every year because of injuries. So take advantage while you can. Another guy who you should take advantage of an opportunity with is Terrence Mann. And to another extent, Marcus Morris Sr. in LA on the Clippers. So Paul George is out. And Paul George... Uh, you know, he's been known to like have injuries sort of linger, you know, maybe he's like a little bit longer than you would expect, but the Clippers are a playoff team. And if things go their way, then maybe they get Kawhi back later in the season. So it's not like they're just giving up on the season with both their stars out. But yeah, while Paul George is out, sorry, go ahead. Marcus Morris. I was going to say, that's a guy that I I really like right now at 21% owned. Um, he's been in the last couple weeks, he's averaging 22 points, seven rebounds and almost four assists, two, three pointers a game. Um, and he's really good from the stripe. So shooting 94% over the last couple weeks, um, on the season, you know, he's, he's even still really good at 85%. Um, and we've seen him produce before, you know, like we've seen him start. Um, Mm -hmm. I prefer Terrence Mann aesthetically uh the upsides there yeah and i just don't really like the morris twins but it's mainly because of markeith in detroit when he was a piston i don't <laughs> dislike them let me say that yeah, again i'm not impressed with them in fantasy yeah exactly marcus like morris they fuck right me is, is marcus morris right now is is a really good asset uh, from fantasy perspective 22 points a game he's also not the sort of dude to like defer to luke Kennard when Kennard mm-hmm. comes back so like that 20 points per game he might be getting that whether the team's healthy or not uh terrence man who's much younger is averaging 14 5 and 3 over the past couple of weeks with over a three per game he's been a top well, 100 player rod- over that spot over the span sorry what's he rostered in what percentage of leagues uh, one three thirteen percent. Okay, 
So he's, yeah, I mean, but the Clippers are just like everyone else. There's players going in and out of COVID. Uh, but Terrence Mann looks good. I like him. Yeah. Um, um, I've got a guy for you. Yeah. Um, similar roster, as similar roster percentage as man, uh, 12.5%. Hamadou Diallo on the Detroit Pistons. Uh, uh, what do you think about? You know, so uh, Troy Weaver, our general manager, uh, really pushed for the Thunder to draft Diallo back when he worked in their front office. So he right re- really likes Hamadou. He's a big energy dude. Like he's flying all over the court. I do like what I've seen. Um, but there's also a reason that he's getting minutes, you know, and it's because the Detroit Pistons suck and a bunch of players are out. So, well, I do like him and he's a fun player to watch. He's just a super athlete. Is he a dude that's going to keep his minutes when the team is healthy? I don't know. No, but, but I mean, for the for the time but being, maybe you know, like he's a young player. Maybe he just needs reps. Like, like he's better than Killian Hayes. But you have to play Killian Hayes if you can, because of the high draft pedigree. So, I don't know. I like Diallo and Jeremy Grant together. I kind of like watching uh, before Grant went, got injured. Um, I don't know. I really just like athletes. So, like. I'm biased, mm-hmm. obviously, because I want him to be good for the Pistons. Uh, as a fantasy player, like I, I mean, you can't depend upon him being able to score. But while it's happening, do it. Yeah, like you were saying, him being an athlete, he had one of the uh, the highest recorded verticals in NBA uh, combine yeah, history. Dude. Like he jumps over guys. He doesn't really look like he gets tired. Um, the Pistons are so fucking dreadful, but it's not actually that bad watching their games because it's a bunch of like kids running around and trying really hard. So the season <laughs> hasn't been like as depressing as you would think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like him. Uh, but it's, it's hard for me to separate fact from fiction with the young stuns right now. Yeah. Um, Oh my God, Patty Mills, sorry. Patty Mills is still under 30% rostered. He has the third most three-pointers made in the NBA. The third most three-pointers. He's a top 100 player on the season. Kyrie is in COVID protocols, and even when he comes back, he won't be able to play in New York City or in LA. Um, Maybe that'll change soon. Maybe it won't. But for now, he's a part-time player, whereas Patty Mills needs to play all the time because Brooklyn is that desperate. Uh, and he's one of the best volume outside shooters in the league. Like, everyone should have Patty Mills on their team, if you can. He should be 99% rostered. How about that? Uh, he also has big scoring nights sometimes, but he also has bad scoring nights. Josh Giddy, the saucy Aussie, giddy up. Uh, he had a triple-double today. He is 20th in total assists on the season. He's a rookie, Josh Giddy. He's averaging 11, 7, and 6 on the season. He's under 50% rostered. I mean, if he gets even, like, a little bit better at scoring, he'll be, uh, you know, top 50 pick in the draft. 
have other dudes? Yeah. Do you have other dudes? Um, I mean, I have a few other like fringe guys, uh, just you know, stream stream candidates f- under five percent owns. But uh, Composo, the magician, um, yeah, he's he's his minutes have. There's been a slight uptick in his minutes as of late, and he's been, you know, he's not consistent, um, but he does. Um, have the potential to have like a really good night. And even when he doesn't have a good night, he still will contribute with the assists and maybe even get you a few rebounds. Um, and Nick Claxton. The Nuggets are in fifth place, man. Like they're good. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guy is Nick Claxton, uh, the, the backup big man for the, the young spry fellow for the Nets. So I love um, him. He made a start the other night, but um, came off the bench in the most recent game, but still had a double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, a block, and a steal um, in only 23 minutes. So he's a real energy guy. He was like – he's like what – you know, when they tried to sign – when they signed the, you know, old man Dwight Howard – or Dwight Howard, uh, DeAndre Jordan, um, Nick Claxton is kind of like the younger version of him. Not, you know, as good as he was at his his prime, but – that kind of rim runner. There is a universe where the Brooklyn Nets have Jarrett Allen Allen. starting and Nick Claxton backing him up. And I think that that is, uh, I love both of them a lot. Like, I just think Claxton is great. I would be trying to poach him so goddamn fucking hard if I was another team. Um, Yeah. So I like those guys. They're both under 5% owned, Claxton and Compazzo. Um, So just, you know, stream candidates if you're looking deep. If Compazzo, so Compazzo's like, I don't know, is he 32, something like that? Maybe he's not that old. Uh, But 30, maybe. I don't know. But it's. Like, he's uh, been an international player for so long that he came in, and we sort of thought, oh, okay, well, he'll need, like, a few years to get seasoning, and then he'll turn back into the magician. He's 30? Okay. Yeah. His passing with Joker is, can sometimes, like, there are a few times per game where they have a sequence, and you can just see, like, what it could actually be if Composite was even a little bit better on offense. Because yeah. the ball movement is exquisite. Yeah, uh, no, he's a hell of a hell of a passer. It's incredible, dude. And like Denver's just down so hard. I, I mean, they're missing Jamal Murray. They're missing Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> and they're still fifth in the in a hard West. I mean, like they have they're eighteen and sixteen as of Sunday night. And that's with their second best and third best player gone. So, yeah, I love Composo. Uh, if he gets the minutes, he will give you dimes and steals and hopefully a little bit of other stuff. Um, do I have fringe guys? I don't really care about the fringe guys right now. It's so hard to fucking make suggestions yeah, for people right whoever's now. whoever's healthy and whoever's going to play. Yeah. So there'll be new guys tomorrow. Um, do you have any guys that you're giving up on? I mean, we're this is what week eleven. Like we're sort of ha- we're halfway through the fantasy season. 
and we're approaching halfway through the NBA season. So things are beginning to be real in a regular year, but with all these absences, it's a little bit tough to decipher. Uh, no, not really. You know, I, the guys that I have on my team that are, you know, not performing as well, I, I, I still like their upside. So I don't, I don't think there's anyone that I came into the year really excited about that I've given up on per se. Uh, my opinion of a few guys has changed, but, um, no, I thought Beal and Diddy would have been playing better. Like they've been doing okay, but I thought that they were going to play better together. Beal? But Dinwiddie's coming off. Oh, well, Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie's yeah. coming off an injury, and Beal just like hasn't been, you know, the guy he was last year. Yeah, that's true. They they got off to a really good start, and just it's kind of flamed out uh, since then. But. Maybe there's a second act from that team. I still do. I still do like the, the that combo. I mean, they haven't had Rui Hachimura all season. Thomas Bryant is coming back soon, I think. Um, I mean, it there's like dudes on that team. Too many guys. Like they could, they could use a trade maybe and consolidate some. Yeah. Of players. Would you so want Sabonis? Like a dude like that? Yeah. Because they've got Harold and Kuzma and I've loved Kuz. Kuz looks amazing this year. Yeah, they've got so many guys. Gafford and it's just like Bryant. And in the offseason, Beal is going to sign like the richest NBA contract ever. So it would yeah. be nice to like have dudes on your team that – uh, you have in place for at least a couple of years. And Sabonis is only 25. But yeah, it's that's the other thing. We've been in trade season for a while, for two weeks, over two weeks, and nothing has happened. The Rajon Rondo trade, I think, is the only thing of any consequence, and that might not end up mattering at all. Yeah. So, shit, I don't know. Like, it's hard to trade in fantasy, too. I mean, there's a part of me that wants to try to poach Russell Westbrook. Because we know that he starts slow, and the latter half of the season he usually turns it on. And if he were to really, really good, oh, totally. And no matter what, he's just like a fantasy stud. Triple doubles. Like if your league has triple doubles, you absolutely love him. He's maybe the number one player in the league. (laughs) Um. I mean, Luca hasn't done. He's been out too. Um, but yeah, there's. I don't know. It's hard Luka's to judge. Been the guy who really is. disappointed me the most this year. Like I haven't really watched, or I haven't really liked watching Luca this year. Yeah, I don't really. It's not it's great. Like he's, he's always arguing with the refs, and uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I like Luca, but he his career hasn't been like that cool thus far but it's still so early sure and, uh maybe his, maybe long term career is not in dallas yeah maybe his future is not in dallas who knows maybe he gets out of there 
God, if him and Joker. All right, let's not talk about it. Anyway, yeah. uh, any more ads? Any other thoughts? That's it for me this week. All right, guys, everybody out there, be safe, be healthy. Uh, we will see you next week on the long two. In the meantime, good luck. See ya.